0: Um, So today we have a mother that's gonna be sharing. Um, I'm gonna invite Terry and, uh, where's Kayla? Come on up, give them a hand as they come up. All right, I think we have two mics. Can you hear me? Yes.
1: You
0: can hear, okay. Well, we are excited this morning because we get to hear from you, Terry. We
1: get
0: to so, yeah, this is gonna be fun. We're gonna have a little conversation. What do you want to There's talk about? Um, that was what you're gonna do. So, I'm here to
1: listen. Really, like everybody else. No. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes.
0: yes. Okay. So, yeah, we just want to hear what God's been speaking to you. What's on your
1: heart? Isn't it amazing that God kind of goes before you, every step of the way? Um, this morning can not start. <laughs> I know. No. I will I'm get emotional. I, I will get emotional. So just know that when I talk about God and just what He's done in in my life and our family's life, it's just amazing. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Eric is on it. Um, yeah. Even in our worship this morning. And what Kayla was saying. It's funny that she's up here with me because God totally spoke through her this morning on what's, what's to come. The best is yet to come and his faithfulness. And um, I was talking to Tom this morning and I said, You know, he goes, What are well, you going to talk about? It. And I said, There's so many things I could talk about. <laughs> I literally have so many things going through my mind. And I said, You know, I'm not 20 anymore. I'm this age. I'm 29. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm older. So, um, and to be able to look back and see where God has been through my whole life, it's just amazing, and to know that the best is yet to come, yes. Yes. you know, to look back on, on my years and say, oh, God has been so good, but it's even the best is to come, Hello. and his faithfulness. Um, he just never fails us. Yeah. He never does. And... Um, So anyway, God went before us this morning even in what I'm gonna talk about. So, I'm gonna kind of preface it first with with kind of how God goes through scriptures and then I'll start with my life story, um, so bear with me. But throughout the scriptures, you will see wells being dug all the way through the scripture, Habakkuk, Abraham. Um, It just goes on and on and on. And a few years ago we had presbytery here and had some prophets here and and Tom and I got in the hot seat. So (laughs) one thing that really caught me when they were speaking over me was that you have dug some wells in your life. And you've dug many wells and some of them are very deep. And so that kind of was like, okay, so what does that even mean? So when Jordan asked me to speak this morning, When Jordan asked me to speak this morning, that was the first thing that popped into my head is you have dug some wells that you need to share. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. So I'm gonna share with you kind of what my perspective of wells is and through scripture, and just the faithfulness of God in those, in every well. You've got in in scripture, it talks about there's wells of healing, there's wells of generations. There's wells of worship. Um, There's about eight different types of wells as you go through and and you look prophetically in in scripture. So you will hear some stories about where my wells have been dug, and hopefully you guys can glean from those wells. You guys can be fed from those wells to um, put a stamp in the ground of where God can meet you also in his faithfulness. So that's kind of where I'm at. Sounds great. I'm excited. <laughs> so, um, I was born into a Christian home, a little different than maybe some of you, and so when I started thinking about what am I going to speak about my story, it's like, well, that could be really boring. So, <laughs> and then God started speaking, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. But um, I was at five years old at Bethel Assembly on Wilbur Street. Our pastor had a message about salvation, and... I toddled down to the first <laughs> row and knelt before God and just said, God, I want you to be Lord of my life. Mm-hmm. And that was my mark. That was my first well of salvation that I stamped in the ground of where God started personally in my life. Before that, I mean, everything about our lives were God-centered. Um, if we didn't have a church, my mom brought church to us. I remember her ordering, that we lived way out, on a ranch out in the middle of nowhere and didn't have any church available to us. And she would order puppets in and Bible stories in and crafts in. So kids ministries was right from the beginning for with us. <laughs> so um, anyway, that's where I started. A few years later, I was baptized. And a few, few years later, I went to church camp and was baptized in the Holy Spirit. So it just was gradual growth of my relationship with the Lord. Um, all the way up through high school, and then I graduated from high school and headed off to Bible college. So, Bible college, I went to school originally to do youth ministry and my music. Oh.
0: Learning <laughs> well, things about you, Tammy, I didn't
1: know. <laughs> so, um, at that stage of the game, everything was go ahead, and the first time away from home, I was 17 years old. Never been out of Walla Walla, basically. Um, so went up there, went to school, hated the whole time. I was just miserable. And so I started praying about what I was supposed to be doing, and what I really learned up there was why I believe what I believe, so that I did get stuff out of that, that year. And ended up, I Knew I would be in youth ministry at some point, no matter what. I knew I'd use my music no matter what, but that's not where God was leading me. So he led me off to business school, which was awesome. Um, So I went to business school, came back home and spent the summer. And I was like, okay, so what am I supposed to be doing now? I was working and my little sister decided to go to college. And I thought, well, I don't want to hurt her experience of college, but God's calling me back to Northwest again. And so. She was like, no, we get to do this together. So we both went back to Northwest and I started studying behavioral science. So that's where my main education is. Um, during that time, though, a well was dug. And it's a deep well. And so <laughs> started out as a very hurtful well. Um, I found out, and some of you already know because you walked through it with me. Thank you very much. Um, my dad fell into some sin, it was secret sin, none of us knew, and he was an elder in the church so we were all in leadership, had grown up in the church, and it hurt a lot of people. Our choices can bless and they can also injure. Um, so I was off at college, my sister was off at college, it involved my sister, and so my mom split from him for about 6 months and so i am out here i'm in behavioral science so you know i've got all these fresh classes of psychology of how to deal with grief and everything else <laughs> terry's on the case and grieving myself at the same time and call my mom my mom is my you know my solid one in my life that has always been there and she's like i can't help you and I'm like are you kidding me? And she's like I'm sorry. I'm dealing with my own end of this mess and I got nothing for you. Mm. And my sister was in pieces and I'm thinking I what am I supposed to do? And I was talking to her on the phone last night and she said, you know, and she took me back to that that well yeah. and she said, you know, I saw a change in you. There was something of maturity and a solidity that just Just was grounded at that point in time. And I said, I didn't feel like it. She goes, but it was there. And I remember getting really angry with God and saying, This is not fair. This totally blew my whole life to pieces because I've been raised in a Christian home. This stuff doesn't happen. What is a lie and what is truth? Who are you? You know? And was very, very angry. And God, so gently as He does, Go throw your temper tantrum. We'll talk when you're done.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm like, okay. So I took advantage of it and went through a temper tantrum, basically, and just let myself kind of, you know, go through the emotions and everything. And then finally, about a month later, he came back and he's like, okay, are you are you ready to work through this? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I, I'm good. And but I had a choice at that point in time in my life. I could totally just. Take it as an excuse and say, I can go do whatever I want to do. I don't have to go to Bible college anymore. I'm an adult. I can can go and do whatever I want to do. I can do it my way. But there had been so many steps, even up to that age of 19, that, that God had met us as a family, that God had just put stakes in the ground of saying, I met you here. I was faithful here. And at that point in time I knew that if I took a different route I was going to lose out on that faithfulness of God and then I knew God was going to walk me through it. I didn't know how, but I knew if I asked that he was not going to leave me and he would walk me through it. So I made that choice, I said okay God we're going to, we're going to get through this. And so I was actually able to get myself straight and then help encourage my mom and my sister at the same time and then God took me through forgiving my father and the hurt that he had given us and walked through healing with that Um, we can we can get better we can say you know what you hurt me and I'm done and some of my siblings kind of did that and then my dad was diagnosed with dementia And he was given six months to live. Because God had taken me through this healing process and how to honor your parents even if they hurt you, honor them in spite of it because you're honoring God, then I was able to do that. I made the choice to honor. And when my dad passed, we had a whole relationship. There had been restoration in his life with the Lord. There was restoration in our family because of it. So when God takes you guys through things, don't poo-poo it. Don't think it's not that big of a deal. Don't think you're not affecting somebody else because our choices affect other people. So that was my grace well and healing well for me. Um, And then from there, there was times during that time and just all the way through my life that there's been times that I have... Gotten really frustrated and can't, didn't know where I was gonna go. And that's where I went to the cross. I went to Jesus and I, I am ministered through worship. I communicate really well through worship. So um, there's a thing called high worship. And that's when you don't wanna worship, you don't wanna have anything to do with it, but you're gonna do it in spite of. You're gonna do it because you know that God is faithful and you're gonna lay your heart and you're gonna worship before Him. Those are some of the most beautiful times I've had with the Lord. Um, Just the rawness of it. And a lot of times mothers, I'm gonna bring mothers into this a little bit today. (laughs) It's in a minivan with four children in the back that are toddlers. And you're frustrated and you're hurt and you're crying and you don't know what to do and they're loud and they're hungry and tired and you go, okay, God, I'm at my limit. <laughs> what do I do? And you turn on that worship music, and all of a sudden you hear your kids quieten down, the spirit changes, you hear little voices worshiping, and you go, okay, God, you are so faithful in that. You are so faithful. Um yeah. So there's that one.
0: It's <laughs> <That's> beautiful. like, <laughs> oh
1: what else? Give me another well. <laughs>
0: This is so good.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, there just is. So, how much time do I have? (laughs) I don't wanna... um, You're good, you're good. I know, that. I mean, there's, yeah. As I said, I could go a lot of different directions and I don't wanna go off on rabbit trails, but... um, So after college, um, looking at relationships, and I dated a few guys, and they were Christian guys, they were great guys, and I was kind of frustrated because I thought, God, do you have somebody for me? And you always hear, if you grew up in a Christian home, just let it go and when you're not expecting it then god's going to bring the right Right. man
0: (laughs) and
1: also (laughs) and also the other thing you hear is satan brings his best before god brings his best Mm -hmm. so there was a guy in college that i dated and absolutely fell in love with him and everybody loved him he wanted to be a youth pastor every you know everything was right um, and he was a Navy guy and I. we talked about marriage, we were heading that direction and I was gonna graduate from business school and went to see him. I was supposed to meet him over on the island. I was in Everett and he did not show up. And so I'm like, okay, what happened? And I know this guy well enough to know that there's something wrong. And so I start calling the hospitals, call his roommate, And his roommate calls me back and he goes, he's sitting in county jail. And I'm like, what? And so I went over, got in my car, went over to the county jail and said, what the heck is going on? And they tried to arrest me. Okay, so I was called the naive person growing up, just to let you know. (laughs) The kids in school would call me, you're so naive. And I was like, well, let's keep it that way. But he had been. in my car driving my car and had stolen a checkbook from somebody and was writing out checks and committing fraud okay this is a navy guy this is not a good thing when you're in the navy so he got arrested so at that point in time my parents are here i'm in seattle by myself and not knowing what to do and i've got friends up there and i've got youth group and everything but you never. When you're in college, you're just never really super-connected because you're there temporarily. So my heart was broken, I was totally disillusioned, and it was like, God, what in the world just happened? And I couldn't cope with anything, and so I just sat and cried for two weeks. And my mom called and she said, you've got a choice to make. You can either follow this guy and walk through this situation with him, or we can come get you and we'll bring you home and you can come under, back under our covering, or stay under our covering. And so I had a choice to make there. Here we go again. Choices that we make. I wanted to stay so bad. I did not believe what was going on. I thought it was a lie. You know, when you're young, it's just the way you think. But I thought, no, God placed my parents as the covering. I'm going to stay under that covering because I'm not married yet, and I really don't know what's going to happen. So I made the choice to go home. And I spent a year healing basically from that. And that was right before I went, that was business school, so that was right before I went back to Northwest to study behavioral science. Um, So at that point, that was another choice I had to make. Am I going to choose God, or am I gonna choose what I wanna do and what my heart wants? Another healing. So to me, that was Satan's best before God brought his best. So that's why I'm telling you that story. But then after college, um, Tom and I were good, good friends all through college. We had a whole group of friends that ran around together. And it was one of those things that was like, well, he's my friend. I'm I'm not going to date him. He's my friend.
0: (laughs) Just your friend.
1: We would call each other about each other's dates. That's how good (laughs) of friends we were. (laughs) How was your date tonight? Well, how was your date tonight? And this girl doesn't like me. Well, this boy—I don't know what he's doing. You know, so that kind of a thing. So anyway, we went through that, and he broke his hand and had to leave college. And the mess with my parents had kind of screwed up my grades in college. So I continued to work at the hospital and left college. And um, but we stayed friends. And I was at my house one day. And he came for a visit. And we went out for a walk in the back and sat on the fence. And he said, I've been watching you as a potential wife for two years. Oh, Like, good to know. No, actually, my friend Wendy, you guys all know Wendy, um, she had been saying, you need to date him. I'm like, no, I don't. You need to date him. Does she like me? No, she doesn't like you, Tom. Sorry. (laughs) So we went on and on and on. Anyway, so at that point, though, the Holy Spirit, without a shadow of a doubt, I mean, uh, as audible as it can get, is do not say no. I'm like, I'm not gonna say no. I'm gonna pray about it. I have no idea what the Holy Spirit just said, but I'll go pray about it. So I went to my mom and I said, "Uh, what if I'm supposed to marry this guy? And she said, well, God's gonna have to change my heart too.
0: (laughs) Hey, <laughs> not what I expected. Backstory there.
1: There is a backstory. His dog dug up her plants when she first planted them, and so she was not too kindly to him at that point in time. So it was like, okay, so we're all going to go pray. So my mom prayed, I prayed, and literally 24 hours, literally 24 hours, God had turned my heart, opened it up, and I was head over heels in love with this guy. I do not know how it happened except for but God yeah. and the faithfulness of him. That's and he so had cool. protected my heart until Tom came along. Mm. And my mom and him are really close friends. <laughs> she, God turned her heart and said, yep. And my, both my pa- parents blessed it. We had an amazing wedding and have just celebrated 30 years Woo-hoo. in March. Wow,
0: congrats.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. So... That was the beginning of our life. Um, And right away, we went into ministry together. Mm -hmm. We had the junior high kids um, at New Life, and we had them at some friends, Tom and Angodi, or Tom and Cindy Angodi's house, and that started our marriage, or ministry where we were married off. Zachary was born into that youth group, and they passed him around, and he got heavily anointed with those kids. Um, (laughs) Our first house that we put in, they helped us, all the kids helped us put in our backyard. I mean, just connectivity, we talk about being connected Mm. and ministering together and pouring into each other's lives. There's just beautiful memories Mm. as we've raised our kids. Um, So, just skipping over, I mean, we had, other wells that we dug, but just skipping over and just coming into this last season. Um, back in September, I got COVID and ended up in the hospital for five days. And God and I had a few little talks during that time about where I was at. And right before that, my sister had ended up in the hospital. And she, she, she basically lived in the hospital for years because of her diabetes and just complications with cancer. And, but she ended up in the hospital and um, this was COVID so we couldn't go visit her. And some things happened and she contracted COVID and she passed away. And my little sister and I are, were raised like twins. so. Um, And during that time, we were preparing for the the funeral and everything, and I got COVID at the funeral. So I'm sick, I'm speaking at the funeral, trying to grieve, all this stuff is going on. And God was still right there. And I think the main thing as I'm going through all of these is, it was active. It was, God, where are you? God, are you going to take me through this? God, what do you want from me? And it was not me waiting for him to say, oh, by the way, I'm over here if you want me, or I can take you through this and, and I'll just haul you through it. And there were times that he did do that. But the main thing was that there, when we don't think God is there, he's there. We just have to turn around and say, God, help me, take me through, worship with me, um, and have victory with me, have joy with me. You know, there's everything. We he wants to be in every part of our day in every part of our life, not just when we're lacking.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: So after the after the funeral I didn't have the strength to grieve. I knew I was angry at several things that happened. And we just went through the spirituality class and I did not realize how upset I was and angry I was. Mm. And I had a good friend in my class that had a prophetic word. Rebecca, thank you for being obedient to the Lord. <laughs> and she hasn't even heard the story. Um, but she had this prophetic word uh, that there were four titans, and they were turned away from me, and I was weeping bitterly over this fire. And she kind of gave her interpretation of what it was, and I was still not getting the whole picture. So I called Michelle and said, Michelle, come pray with me because I gotta figure this out. Um, and I lost it in class and had to leave because I was just like, OK, I'm, I did not realize I was this angry. And I'm like, this is like bordering on bitterness and I don't want to go there, I want to keep my heart soft. And so God and I started spending some time together in that realm and, and I was just like, God, what's going on here? And he was just like, you want to give it to me? And I'm like, what's there to give? I mean, I'm just mad. and he started showing me each one of those titans, there were four things that happened during my sister's death that were injustices. And we all talk about injustices and how it's just not fair. And none of these things were fair. It was bad. It shouldn't have happened. People could have made different choices and they chose not to. They had outs and they chose not to take them. so I was very angry on behalf of my sister who had passed away. Why does she care? She's with Jesus.
0: <laughs>
1: At the point, I cared so for her because that's what older sisters do. They protect their little sisters, no, nope. life or death. So God, I just kept praying and God kept gently just saying, give it to me. And then this verse came to me as he fights our battles. Mm-hmm. We were singing about that today. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, duh um he does he fights our battles and i knew that and it's like god i know that but why am i not why didn't i not just give this to you in the first place and so he said you know give him give it to me and i interpreted this picture that i was weeping bitterly but the fire was the holy spirit and that these titans were not good titans they were They were evil. They were the things that were taking me away from God. They were blocking. They were, they, it was pictured like they were protecting me, which Satan lies. (laughs) And that's the first interpretation I got was, oh, they're protecting me from all the other stuff. And it was like, no, they're not protecting me. They're dividing me. And so I thought in my mind that I had to take each one down at a time and go through a process. And that's when God just said, hey, you need, to, you need to just give them to me. And so I was like, OK, here you go. And he's like, no, all of them. I'm like, oh, you want all of them? OK. I'll give you all of them. And in the spirit, immediately down from heaven came this huge sword, gigantic sword, and went across those titans and lopped their heads off. And that was it. The anger was gone and God turned my perspective and said, celebrate your sister for who she was and, and grieve your sister. Don't grieve over what happened, the injustices. That's, dis- that's not respecting your sister's passing. Celebrate where she's at. Celebrate that I've got her now. So, yeah, so to this day, I mean, since that class, I've had no anger. I can now talk about and verbalize my sister, which I have been, you know, I couldn't even verbalize her name or anything about it because I would lose it. So um, another well, dug, even today, God does not stop. So what he showed me in that, where that well is, and I hope that there's other people that can glean from it, is our idea in grief and how we process grief, especially in this culture after COVID, may not be the same of how we used to process grief. Um, We look at it as a process, and I don't think that's where God's at right now, that he wants to loft the head off of of grief. That even if we do lose somebody, that's not what it's about. It's not about losing that person. It's about what God wants to do through that and what he wants to do in us. There was so many people that were lost in in COVID and so much pain. And that's not what we want to see in our world. So we have the choice. We can say, no, we're going to celebrate their life. And we're going to celebrate Jesus through that. And we're going to choose not to grieve for the loss. But we're going to remember them. So um, yeah, so I didn't have to go through the five steps of grief. And I'm used to teaching people that grief (laughs) step. So this was really bizarre for me. It was really a mind twist. yeah, just one step. Jesus, lop their heads off. We're good. So, um, wow. Anyway, so that's where I'm at now. Um, so I just encourage you, God is faithful. And I can give you story after story after story. And that's not even touching the financial side of that well. And if most of you guys know us, we're entrepreneurs. We own our own business. And God has met us day in and day out for 18 years. Are we on 18 years? In our business. Um, So that's a financial well, and I could talk all day about that one. But God has been a provision. He is our provider. He's our Jehovah Jireh. And um, most of the time you don't even need to ask. There's been times that finances have shown up on our literally doorstep envelopes And we did not know that we needed it until after the provision was there. Um, You're like, well, that was really nice of them, but why did they give it to us? And then something would happen that week that that money went to. Um, There was times that we didn't know if we were gonna make payroll, and (laughs) my new baby Christian secretary would say, "Um, aren't you supposed to pray about that, Terry? (laughs) And I'll go, yeah, I did teach you that, didn't I? So we would pray, go to the mailbox, and more than enough was always there. Wow. We've never missed a payroll. We've never, in the recession, the last recession, nothing. In this recession, we have been elevated, not depleted. Thank you, Jesus. So, um, yeah. So that's our fi- part of our financial well. So anyway, God is faithful. Yeah. So that's all I have. That's what your is. Um, it's abundant, te- abundant technologies. <laughs> That's why we named it. Um, So we do telecom work. We do network cabling and fiber and um, telephone systems. Yeah, so.
0: Work of smart people.
1: It's a family business.
0: Wonderful. Oh, wasn't that great? This was so awesome. Thank you, Terry. Yes, thank you so much for just being real and honest and that's what I love about you, so. Um, And such an encouragement. I mean, no matter, yeah, and I just love how, just how you came back to like, it was, it was God. And it wasn't just choosing God for yourself and what is pursuing, you constantly pursued to me, your life is. So that's just amazing. I think that's an inspiration and an encouragement to all of us that, um, I like the term wells. At first I'm like, eh, I don't know if I like that term because it seems like hard work. but. <laughs> God's faithfulness is in the hard work. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for sharing. So,